Um, I am obsessed with this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like, I was so upset that I like watched it in so many chunks because I literally like, kept getting distracted, yeah. and so I watched it in like five different segments, and it's not a That's long so movie. Real. No, but it feels like long. Yeah, and because there's an intermission 45 minutes into it, I was like, what was what was wrong with our bladders in the 50s that we had to pee <laughs> after 45 <laughs> minutes? Well, it's I'm I'm like I'm really curious about like the thesis of this film. Because, yeah. like, I have so many opinions and ideas that are, like, really cool, but, like, I'm just not sure what they're trying to do. And, like, I feel like no matter what, it's interesting. Regrettably, I just wanted this to be the 2005 House of Wax the whole time. I'm so excited. I feel like I can finally watch it, even though we so- we talked about last week how they're completely unrelated. Entirely unrelated. But, it's so- I mean, like, it's not good. And I know a lot of people don't like it, but it's so good. I love it so much. Listen, the other uh, horror movie I've seen Paris Hilton in is like my favorite thing. So we have to watch it. We do. Woohoo! That's such a that's such a big brain thing for us to do though. House of Wax, House of Wax, double feature. Come on. I love most movies. TBH. Yeah. Like nope. Uh, yeah. I just saw nope. Oh, I didn't just <gasps> uh, like yes! a week ago, but I saw it. I'm so glad because I actually feel like there are a lot of interesting ties with this movie and nope. Of like spectacle, so but the reason I brought up Nope is because like yes. that has a very clear perspective on spectacle, spectacle, right? And like obviously like it is a spectacle in and of itself, yeah. but like it's saying something, and it's also not condemning spectacle for the sake of it. It's but it's right. like unethical, like yeah. spectacle, you know. And I was so curious what House of Wax was trying to say about spectacle because I feel like it makes a very clear statement up front of like oh beauty should trump spectacle, like it's it's bad and it's like crappy. But then I was like wait. Is it actually condemning the elitism that is kind of inherent in that take, you know? Which, because, like, to, not to get too meta about it, but, like, this was, House of Wax was Warner Brothers' first 3D movie. Yes! And you can tell there's a lot of fucking moments. Yes, where, like, the fucking we have, paddle ball. Yes, they're like, look at our 3D technology. And the thing is, it's so funny because I have this vivid memory of going to see Bolt in middle school. Do you remember with, like, Jason Bateman and Miley Cyrus, yes. I think? Bolt's and- cool. Bolt's awesome. But the main 3D thing in the very beginning is a paddle ball. It's always like, a Holy paddle shit, ball. we never change. Humans never change. It's always like, isn't that neat? <laughs> yeah. But it was like the 3D and like the wax figures mm-hmm. and like the horror movie of it all. And like the face. I, yeah. In this movie, they talk about how people want to see the horror more than they want to see like beautiful historical representation. Then on another meta level, we just spent like 25 minutes talking about Nope. And like a good chunk of that 25 minutes, we were talking about the real life spectacular event. Not that (laughs) the consequences are spectacular, (laughs) but in the sense that it was a spectacle that inspired parts of Nope more than we were talking about like the artistic beauty of Nope, which there is so much of. But, like, the horror is what gets people's attention. Welcome to the Fright of Your Life podcast. I'm Tara. And I'm Riley. And we're here to walk you through the 100 scariest movie moments of all time. As determined by the Bravo TV network in the year 2004. And today, the movie with the 57th scariest movie moment of all time is House of Wax from 1953, directed by Andre de Toth. And I think this is our first movie with Vincent Price. And he slays. He does like, oh my God, this is like, I, I always do this when like, I, when I have one reason to like the villain, I'm like, they're my best friend. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's Vincent Price. Come yeah, on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Although they almost had me for a minute. Like they tried to make you think it's not Vincent Price. And for a little bit, I was like, oh, I guess it's not Vincent Price, but it is. 
spoiler alert. I did start alert. to doubt myself. <laughs> yeah. At first I was like, it's him. And then I was like, oh, maybe not. But then I, I guessed the thing of like how it was him, you know? I unfortunately knew because I'm familiar with oh, parts duh. of this movie. <laughs> right. But I, even, even so, I was like, I, it had me. No, fully. Because you're like, how this? It's great. I love this fucking movie. My very first note is, where's Paris Hilton? I miss her. Imagine Paris Hilton in this movie. Oh my god, she would have fucking so slay. She I would. love her. So our movie opens up um, on like a dark and stormy night, which is not relevant for any other reason than it like sets the mood. You know, it sure does. And we like fly in through a window uh, into a wax museum. Fucking huge shock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can believe it. But the first thing we see is like a silhouette of somebody holding a knife. Um, and you're like, whoa, but it's just a wax figure, which like these have to just be people, right? It's just got to be people standing there. Some of I them. don't know. I know there were a lot of wax figures because that yeah, was cause like they had to film it out of order for obvious reasons soon right. because some of the figures are going to melt. <laughs> That's very true. But at least Marie Antoinette, that had to have been for a little bit. It had, it to, had to, to be a person stand standing there. still. Anyway, the point is that these wax figures are really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is important to note. Um, they are incredibly lifelike. He is very skilled. Yes. This is like his life's work. Um, and when we say he, we're talking about Professor uh, Jared. Uh, Professor Henry Jared, I think. But probably we're just going to keep calling him Vincent Price because it's Vincent Price. Yeah. Get with the program. But he's fervently working on some sculptures and his business partner comes in, who I kept referring to continuously as his brother, because I was thinking of the House of Wax remake from 2005, in oh, which shit. it's run by brothers. So I was like, they must be brothers. brothers. No. Um, just his business partner named Matthew, and they're arguing over how to run their wax museum, basically. Vincent Price's character cares about like the art and the integrity of his sculptures, whereas Matthew is like this businessman, and he's like, we need to have spectacle to get like butts in seats, so to speak. Like there needs yeah. to be murder, there needs to be horror, like things that'll get people talking. And he's referencing other there's like another wax museum down the street, and he's like, and Madame Tussauds in London. And I was like, ah. <laughs> um, but he's saying like people don't want to like look at these like because as much as they are so beautiful in life, like it's like historical events that everybody knows about, you know? Yeah. Um, and also like the idea, when you think about it, like in, this takes place in the early 1900s, right? Yes. It's a period piece. This is like the dawn of filmmaking is just starting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, how could people see things like that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and also like, like that's the most lifelike thing you could get. Like, mm-hmm. Obviously, now we have like film has been become really advanced, so we can see really horrible graphic things, and that can and like, we do yes, and we do, um, and that can like titillate and shock and whatever. I hate that I just use the word titillate. No, but you're um, right. You know, but back then it's like it would have had to. I don't know, like it would have had to be wax figures. Yeah, yeah, you're so I right. Don't know. I just thought that was cool. There's this um, this tension between the two of them, where. Um, Obviously, Vincent Price is, like, in it for the art as the artist. It makes sense. But he's, like, I won't entertain, like, the people who are morbidly curious. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not catering to that, like, crowd. And his business partner is, like, well, their money is as good as anybody else's. And I was, like, so, okay. (laughs) There's, like, two options here in my head. Um, And that is that either the movie is condemning spectacle. It's not. (laughs) um, Or that the movie is, like, kind of condemning, like, sort of the inherent elitism, I think. Um, in just flat out condemning spectacle, you know? Well, and like that says horror fans in general, like we understand that like it is such a look down upon genre. Like every year that the Oscars come around, there's something like stunningly beautiful that is like 
sometimes leagues above what is being nominated yes. for the Academy Awards. And like the horror never gets it because the Academy would never deign to associate itself with like exactly horror. It's so frustrating. And like, yeah, there, and like we were talking about, nope, like there are criticisms to be made about just flat out spectacle. Absolutely. Yeah. But the idea of like, oh, well that morbid curiosity is actually a bad thing. And like, you need to have appreciation for fine art instead. Um, and like, what's Boo. so interesting is that <laughs> no, literally like we were talking ab- about this abroad. We had a class and it was like philosophy and art or something. And our teacher was like, you have to stare at a painting for an hour to really appreciate it. I was like, girl, I have mental issues. I can't do that. Like I have a attention deficit disorder. Staring at a painting for an hour is not going to make me appreciate it. Like I promise you I can appreciate something instantly. And I often do. Yeah, and, like, I'm not saying taking a long moment to look at a painting can't be beautiful and rewarding, yeah. right? But the whole idea of, like... It's not required. Like this, yeah, it was so nuts. I was I was ready to burst out of my fucking seat. You can't be like, you're experiencing art wrong, you know? Yeah, literally. <laughs> and, like, I don't think she was trying to say that. Right. Just, like, you know, professors are provocative. That's what's so interesting to me, though, because the film, like... It says its piece in the text, but also in like the format, which is so cool because it yes. is such a spectacle because yes. it's in 3D. I, like, dude, that's so fucking sick. So because of their difference of opinions and just like value and philosophy, they're thinking about splitting up. And conveniently, Vincent Price has this art critic coming to visit the studio and who may buy Matthew out of his share of the museum, basically, if he likes the art. And, like, at this point, shit was moving so fast. Like, we're yeah. two minutes into the movie, and I'm, like, scribbling down names and plot points and, like, character traits. It was all moving so fucking fast, and now the art critic's here. Like, he yeah. walked in the door. Oh, and he's, like, talking to him. I forget his name. It's, like, Wallace or something. Sydney Wallace. Yeah. Wallace is here, and... Vincent Price explaining his sculptures to him and he keeps calling them like his children. Yes. And he's like, I talk to them and they talk back to me. I'm like, Oh buddy. Yes. I was like, the vibes of that are so wrong and so <laughs> bad and so off. But because it was Vincent Price, I was like, Oh no, for real. <laughs> and like, the thing is he's like putting on a real show for them. Like he is creating a spectacle. He's like, look, we have Cleopatra. And he's like talking about, I mean, it's all like historical stuff. I guess yeah, scare but, quotes, but he's like making it very entertaining. He's talking about like John yes. Wilkes Booth shooting Abraham Lincoln. He's like, imagine being there. Wouldn't that be scary? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I argued with this fellow for several days and he like turns his head really abruptly yeah. to like reposition it and everything. Like he's it's putting like, on a show. Fully, fully. Silly guy. Um, And he's taking Wallace and Wallace's buddy who they both, it's like their mutual friend um, who doesn't really matter a whole lot. He's taking them around the wax museum and he gets to this wax figure of Marie Antoinette, which like I'm so certain is the lead actress standing really still uh, because it looks exactly like her. Um, But they do then later have a wax mold of just her head. So who fucking (laughs) the point is he basically gets there and he's like, and this is my wife. (laughs) (laughs) My wife. Literally. He's like, I'm in love with her and she's beautiful (laughs) and perfect. And where we kiss all the time and she's my girlfriend oh i remember the crazy thing he said because they're like her face is so lifelike and it looks exactly like every painting and picture of her and everything and he's like oh the eyes are the exact same like color and shape and like size of the real marie antoinette's eyes what 
But how do we know this? Yeah, bold claim. But he's like, oh, and you put them into the head, like uh, through like the hollow of the neck, and like that's how you kind of settle them in place so they look really good. And then he goes, "Forgive me, my dear, for discussing your intimate secrets." And I was like, um, that was a little hot, <laughs> and I'm I'm mad about it. I'm upset. Vincent Price, square up. What the fuck? <laughs> And this does nothing to put off the art critic because he's like, yeah. yeah, I'll buy you out or I'll buy Matthew out for sure. But he's like, but I'm going on a trip to Egypt. So it has to be after that for whatever yeah. reason. So it's going to be in three months. And this is unacceptable to Matthew. Matthew wants his money right now. Literally. And so naturally, the only way to get this money is through like, I was going to say insurance fraud, but it's not fraud. <laughs> he just like burns down the wax museum. It's like an insurance fire. Yeah. But he like comes up behind Vincent Price and he's like, you ever thought about what would happen if there was a fire here? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, all the wax would probably burn. And he's like, yeah, weird. And then just like sets Marie Antoinette on fire. Literally. It's like so violent. He's <laughs> like, he's like, I'm going to set the museum on fire. We could split the money. And he's like, don't do that. This is like my, <laughs> he's like, and he's like, I'm not a murderer. Like you can't kill my people. It's so wild. Oh, And yeah. then he's like, actually, I am going to kill your people. And I'm specifically going to kill your wife. First. I know. And Vincent's like trying to save all of his babies and his wife. He gets knocked out a couple of times. He keeps getting knocked out and, like, getting back up. There's no way nobody sustained real burns from this. That had to have been yeah. real fire, right? I meant to look that up. Oh, no, there was a fun fact about the fire. Let me find it. It was insane. Because like, it was constantly, real? Yeah, constantly he's just, like, throwing Vincent Price over, like, walls of fire. It was so real. Let me find it. Like, you can see moments where um, the actor who plays Matthew is, like, clearly running through, like, a very big path but a path that is surrounded by just patches <laughs> Real of fire. fire. Like, what about the past? I understand there's not a lot you can do in terms of effects, but what about the past was, like, such that they were like, we're going to set so many fires <laughs> all the time. It's So in the IMDb trivia, it reads, it must have been easy for Vincent Price to act alarmed in the sequence in which his museum burns down. Right before the shoot, Andre de Toth's crew set three spot fires in strategic locations. Uh, then the camera started rolling and everything went downhill. The yep. team quickly lost control of their fires, which merged into a massive inferno that put a hole in the soundstage roof and singed Price's eyebrows. But because the rapidly melting wax mannequins would have been very hard to replace, Detoth kept on filming even as firemen arrived to help extinguish the flames. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> I love the past. And the thing is, though, that would happen now. That would happen. I was going to say now, and I was going to cite like Deliverance as an example, but like still Deliverance is oh, yeah. kind of more modern than House of Wives. Oh, absolutely. I mean, 20, 20 years down the line, it's like our actors are in peril. Oh, no. Let's just throw them around. Yeah. Like when, like not to use this as an example, but when they showed that moment from one of the, like the Mission Impossible movies where Tom Cruise broke his entire foot. Oh, and like, I know that was on him to be like, guys, I just broke my foot. And he was like, no, I'm a man. But like, you know, and like, and now you see me, I just watched it again on the plane. I was so happy. Um, and now you see me, Ella Fisher was like yeah. really drowning and they were like, what a good actress. And it's like, yeah, but how did you, I don't know. And like speaking about spectacle and bodily harm, like we love jackass and I'm thinking about Johnny Knoxville Literally. getting his shit rocked by a bull. Like, God, <laughs> at least though, at least there's like very express consent yeah. there. Yeah. But 
I mean, even so. It's pretty insane. I was so shocked. I never thought I would like Jackass. It's so good. So the wax museum is on fire. Oh, yeah. And Vincent Price wakes up from being knocked out the first time. And he's, like, trying to douse the flames. And then Matthew comes back for round two and knocks him out again. But then he gets up again. And then there's a big explosion. So we don't really get, like, a satisfying conclusion of what happened to him. We're like, did he die? Maybe he didn't. Because it seems like he's about to get out. And then we see the whole, like, the door, like, blows out. Yeah. And then next scene, we're at a dance. So Literally. we've abandoned that. There, and there's no, like, how long it's been. It's just, like, nope. now, next scene, we're at a dance. And Matthew's there, and he's fine. And he's flirting with a girl named Kathy. And he's talking about his dead friend. Literally so wild. Um, the tone shift is incredible. It is. <laughs> um, man, she's so funny, Kathy. I'm, I, like, I can't get over her. She just, like, she's has this best. giggle that she does after everything she says. Yes! Kathy's, like, very kind of mischievously, like, Oh no, your friend who died in that fire. Whatever happened with that? Like, was there any insurance money? And he's like, yes, there is. And I got it today. Yeah, he's like, well, they never found his corpse. So it was really difficult to get the insurance money. But I got it today. And she's like, let's go get married at Niagara Falls. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I have to go. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, oh, yeah, 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 bye. (laughs) But also fantastic thing that Kathy does is when He's like, oh, yeah, they couldn't find the body. And, like, I couldn't get the money until, like, I proved that he was dead. And eventually the court just gave in. But she goes, yes, they always want a corpse. I'm like, (laughs) Kathy, what do you mean, Kathy? What do you mean, Kathy? (laughs) Kathy, elaborate on that, please, Kathy. (laughs) She won't. She never does. And, like, it doesn't matter. But, I, God, I love her. Yeah. She's crazy. She's the best. But Matthew is terrified of commitment. So he flees home. And when he gets back to his bedroom, there's, like, no other way to describe it. Like, a disfigured man, it would seem. Yeah, no. Like, with just a lot of facial trauma, with a rope, who turns off the lights and just strangles him. It's so wild. And, like, I immediately was just like, oh, this is, like, this is Vincent. This is, like, after the fire. Because, and it makes sense, because, like, he, we don't see him, like, we do not see him get out of the house when the yeah. explosion happens. So it stands to reason that he would have sustained really, really severe burns. Right. And like the um, face looks like what someone's face may look like if it was all burnt off. Like it's a melty yeah. looking guy. <laughs> yeah. No, he just, I mean, he looks like a burn victim. Yeah. Um, And he also, he looks, he's dressed like the Phantom of the Opera. No, he, they're so, yes. Yes. He has a little this hat movie is the and Phantom a little of the cape. Opera. And the cape. Yep. And, and the, like the facial scarring. Yep. It's, it's, yep. it's all yep. there. I think, I think that somebody could sue Andrew Lloyd Webber and win. I'll say I it. want it to be me. I want to <laughs> sue that bitch. Remember when That's he was a- in the room when I said I would sue him? <laughs> Did you say you were going to sue? That's really funny. I said I, the words I said were, I am going to sue Andrew Lloyd Webber for emotional distress, just That's like right. Patty Lapone. And he was <laughs> in the room. <laughs> just like Patty Lapone. And I was right to say it. I would You're say so it again. Worth. Fuck yeah. Um, but after this mysterious man who's definitely not Vincent Price uh, strangles <laughs> Matthew, he then like tosses him over the stairwell. Or no, it's like an empty elevator shaft to yeah. make it look like he hanged himself. Yes. Um, 
And also, I was like, oh, my God. Like, his physicality is so good mm-hmm. um, in this part. And I was like, he's very noodly. And I realized he's, like, walking. Um, like, he's kind of limping because, obviously, he's been right. injured yes. in the explosion, right? Yes. So smart. Um, which is going to be, like, an even more interesting detail a little bit later down the line. Um, but also, that's, like, another thing with the Phantom of the Opera. Like, the Phantom does that. Yeah. <laughs> like, hangs his victims. Insane. For real. For real. Um, and the next thing we see is um, a woman getting tight-laced into a corset. And she goes, Sue, pull it tighter. And I said, Sue, do not pull it tighter. I, like, can't even speak about this too much because it'll make me really upset. That's so fair. It is insane how she looks in that corset. It's so fucked up. Her waist is as big as my pinky, and that's all I care to say about it. <laughs> that's so fair. But basically, she's she's getting dressed up for a date, and, like, it is actually very kind of sweet and tender. Oh, yeah. And they're, um, like, busting a gut, guffawing over Matthew killing himself. Because that's yeah! what I think happened. <laughs> so, like, because her I, friend, <laughs> Kathy's friend, Sue, is like, whatever happened to that guy, Matthew? And she's like, oh, he hung himself. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah, because she's like, oh, like, the, she's like, he was that guy you were going to marry, right? And she's like, yeah, but he hung himself instead. <laughs> like, she has a little giggle. I'm like... okay which is why i was like oh my god is she a serial killer (laughs) because she was like they always want a body turns out she's just wacky and goofy she's just a silly goofball i was like so ready to declare this a feminist masterpiece based on this scene fair like not for any super super legitimate reasons they're talking about how kathy is like very consciously like social climbing yeah like fully absolutely um, and she's like, oh, this, like, man is going to take me out to this nice place. And, like, and she, like, looks into her purse and sees that she doesn't have a lot of money. But she's like, Sue, here's 50 cents so you can get dinner. Like, I'll have more money when I come back home. Like, yeah. my friend will my friend will give me some money. And then, like, you can pay your rent with it. Like, they're so good to each other. And it made me really, like, it just made me really sappy. Because Sue's, like, helping her get dressed. And she's so excited for yeah, her. Yeah, because they live in a boarding house together. Which, like, took yes. me a really long time to figure. I was like, what are these women to each other? Like, does she yeah, work yeah. for her? Because she's, like, getting her dressed. But No, fully. They just live in the same boarding house together and are besties. It's really, really cute. Um, she's putting on so many layers, too. It was, literally, like, mind-numbing. It was crazy. She puts on so many clothes. She's ke- it just um, kept going. It really did. Um... But she says something really interesting. She says, you're not like me, Sue. Because she's like, oh, you know when men do blank? And she's like, oh, I guess you wouldn't know about that. She's like, you're not like me. And I was like, that was so mean. That's but what she I goes on too. to say. Yeah. Um, I was like, don't be a bitch. Because she's, like, she's gorgeous. But she's like, Kathy is like blonde and like all like tiny and petite and like very made up. And, and Sue like is just like a little more natural looking. I and she's a brunette. Like that. Yeah, fully. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy um, is blonde. Sue is a brunette. Yeah, and she's like wearing like kind of like slightly like dowdier clothes. Um, like Kathy's very like showgirly and, and Sue's a lot yeah. more down to earth. And she's like, You're not like me. You've got all the brains and I've got what I've got. And I was like, <laughs> This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like the idea that like Sue's advantage in life is like that she is a smart woman and Kathy's like, I'm a f I don't fucking like I'm not smart, but I'm hot and I'm gonna use that yeah. to get a, like to get along and then to help you. And like, I really liked it. I love those kinds of characters. Yeah, like I'm dumb, those, but I'm smart. Yeah, no, it's like the blonde women who like get passed off as stupid, but they're like financial geniuses. Yes. <laughs> like they're so socially adept. That's so Roman and, like, Roy. <laughs> no, literally he is Marilyn Monroe. Just be hot and horny. That's so <laughs> so dumb. Um, but we also hear that Sue is going to a job interview. 
um because she needs she, you know she needs to have money to pay her rent and kathy's like oh careful like the guy at that place like like basically it's like we'll try to kiss you forcibly is what i got oh, yeah from that she's like make sure you like you got a duck okay yeah and oh, like, I thought he was like violent and was gonna hit oh. her because when she like got a duck, I was thinking like boxing. Like, <laughs> no, well that makes more sense, right? Either way, it's not good. Well, like, love you, bitch. Don't get assaulted. Like, yeah. that's so relevant still, which is horrifying. Text <laughs> when you get home. Yeah. No, literally. And then again, there's like such an intense tone shift because we like cut to sometime later. Presumably, Sue is coming home from the job interview, and it's all like, and it's like a yeah. dark night. So later that night, Sue goes back up the stairs to go up to Kathy's room and she finds Kathy unresponsive in bed. And before she can look any further into that, there's a cloaked figure in the room. And I thought that she was just like going to get murdered by, I was going to say the Phantom of the Opera. No, but he (laughs) is, but he is. (laughs) I thought she was just going to get murdered by this cloaked figure. But no, no, no. She screams and then she runs out the window, like onto the roof and like clambers down into the street where this melty guy, I don't know what to call him. What do we call no, him? It's, it's just true. The killer, I guess, yeah. starts to chase her down the street. And like, I really thought she was just like going to be killed. We're going to move on to the next scene. But she Absolutely. is like running, hiding. Like she is the final girl. No, it's so fucking cool. Um, there's a moment, though. It's so funny. Like, she just jumped off the roof. And it's yes. not a huge drop, but she did it. And then she gets, like, stopped at, like, a waist-high gate. And yes. I'm like, girl. I guess she has a lot of skirts, but it just made me she laugh. She has so many fucking layers on. Yeah, literally. Um, but there's a moment where... And this was, like, a moment that went on for unnecessarily long. Like, I understand it was, like, to create suspense, but she's standing there and she's like hidden behind, like she's hidden around a corner behind yeah. like a very small ledge kind of like to cover her up. Um, and the killer's like stalking towards her. We can only assume, but like you can tell it's the guy who killed Matthew. Like it, it seems pretty obvious yeah. that <laughs> Kathy is dead and now he's gone after, he's yes. gone after Sue, but she takes off her shoes Oh, yeah. Um, like, either to clock him or to run more quietly, which made me so excited. Like, she just handles herself really well, and I wasn't anticipating yes. that. No, fully. Because you're like, this is a movie in the past with women. It's not going to yeah. go well for the women. But she runs. She makes it into a nearby house where it seems like she knows the people who live there. It's like a woman and her adult son, uh, oh, Scott yeah. and Mrs. Andrews. And she just, like, falls sobbing into Mrs. Andrews' arms. Yeah. Right away, I was like, oh, her boyfriend. Yeah. And, like, yeah. He is. (laughs) Um, Her boyfriend and her boyfriend's mom, who is the same age as her. Yep. (laughs) I was just about to say, like. This was a 30-year-old woman playing an adult man's mother. Three people who are all the same age sitting on the bench. (laughs) so bizarre. But she, yeah, so she's, like, she's safe for now, right? Um, But she's, like, I just found Kathy's dead body. Yeah, that's a problem. And yes. there was a guy in her room, and then he chased me down the street. Right. <laughs> so we then transition to the morgue, where um, like cops and the coroner are like talking about what happened and how Kathy died. And they're like, she was strangled a few hours ago. Um, like you can tell, like the marks are consistent, whatever. And they like they say you can still see the mark of a cord around her neck. So like, if we had any doubt that this was a different killer, like she's killed the same way Matthew was killed. Yeah. 
Um, and they like, oh, there were like some drugs in her system, which like isn't super important, but like it explains like why there wasn't a struggle and stuff. Like they they have like there's good attention to detail here, mm-hmm. I think, which that made me happy. <laughs> and there's like these two morgue attendants who are like comedic relief. It is so bizarre because they deposit Kathy's body in the morgue, and then as they're leaving, one of the bodies like sits up under the sheet. And the one doctor's like, oh, should we do something about that? And the other guy's like, don't worry. That happens sometimes. Yeah, like, like, it's just the embalming fluid. (laughs) I feel like that shouldn't happen. I agree. I strongly agree. A body sits up straight. Like, are you joking? But also, like, they have a conversation at one point where they're like, yeah, like, that guy who came in from, like, a traffic accident. And the other guy's like, I didn't know cars could go fast enough to kill people. <laughs> like, it's so funny. And like, they just don't come wait. back. One day cars will go so fast. But then once the morgue attendants leave, the body sits up again. And it's Vincent Price to steal Kathy's body. Or, I'm sorry, it's the killer. <laughs> to Who's steal totally Kathy's body. not Vincent Price or anything, guys. I don't know why I'm trying to, like, maintain suspense. <laughs> No, that's real. I mean, they do. So it's like, well, we should. Yeah, but you guys get it. You know what happens. Yeah, come on. It's like in the plot. So not like if you look up this movie, it's like Vincent Price murders people. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Yeah, but there's also something so Phantom of the Opera of him killing a woman. I thought he was killing her about Marie Antoinette. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's this obvious need to recreate his wife, which I don't think is outright stated. But I was like, come on, that's what it's going to be about. And I was thinking about the Phantom having his little mechanical bride, Christine. Yes. Like, dude, this is like, I think this is copyright. I think we just found a copyright. I literally infringement. think we should sue Andrew Lloyd Webber. I think we should on Vincent Price's behalf because he wrote the movie and the short story. He I'm did. Kidding. He didn't do that, guys. Now we're um, going to get sued. I know you're right. Shit. By Vincent Price. No, okay. by Bill Hader. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. I fucking <laughs> forgot about that. But OK, so he wraps up Kathy's body and like deposits it to like accomplices. And I was like, he has accomplices. Yeah. Um, His and pupils. It's just funny. <laughs> yes. And they like they're all dressed like dark aesthetic version of the Vatican. It's like that double layered, you know, yeah. like cloak and like the little round hats. It just made me laugh. But now we're back. We're at the police precinct now. Yeah, it's the next day, and Sue's like, "I should probably report this to the police." And they're like, "Why did you wait all night?" And she's like, "I was upset." <laughs> Literally, they're like, "She's a woman. You expect us to take her out of doors after yeah. she witnesses a murder?" Yeah. We didn't have the smelling salts. (laughs) Literally. I thought they were going to suspect her because of that. You know what I mean? It's like, why did you report the murder right away? And then also they were like, so you're saying like a tall man with burn scars did it? Impossible. They're like, no person could look like that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, what do you mean? I think that's exactly what someone would look like if they burned their face off. That's how they would look like that. It's so ridiculous. But it's like also this very, this gaslighting thing of like, oh, you're hysterical. Sit down. Yeah. But then like the other thing, they're like, yeah, so Kathy's body went missing. Weird that last week Matthew's body went missing in the same way. And they used to date each other. Like there's like a connection there. And they're like, weird that the same thing happened to both of their dead bodies. And I said, I wrote, oh my God, to replace the wax figures. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like they would just be able to find out. Because in my head also, it was always going to be revenge crimes, mm-hmm. you know? So it was like, well, it's just going to be everybody who's ever been connected to Vincent Price's yeah. character will be dead. And they'll be like, hmm, what's the common denominator yeah. here? 
but you, you know we'll see <laughs> like detective there's a pool of the killer's blood over here hmm gross clean it up <laughs> exactly <laughs> back to my hunch <laughs> so okay now i <laughs> wallace is back but i forgot who he was so i went all right now who the fuck is this i was so confused during this scene right? because then he is greeted by vincent price and i'm like i thought we were supposed to assume that this cloaked guy is vincent price and i didn't remember right. who wallace was and so i was like does he have because i was still on like the house of wax remake i was like does he have a brother i'm like is vincent price playing twins i like couldn't understand what was going on no because they look so similar that's what i texted um, you and i was like this movie's confusing me <laughs> yeah 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 um but sydney wallace shows up to an address and he knocks on the door and this very beautiful man answers the door like oh Sorry, yeah that guy's beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I, I was sent um, a letter to come to this address and it's signed from the professor, but I know the professor has like since died. Do you know who sent it? And the man just grunts <laughs> right, and takes him inside. And I'm going to tell you right now, his name is Igor and he's deaf and mute. And like, that's his whole thing. It's his not name is good. Igor and he's a henchman. Are we kidding? Literally. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, I'm like embarrassed for them. I'm like, <laughs> you guys really couldn't do better than that. Are you joking? That's so embarrassing. <laughs> But, like, he's there. And, like, I mean, they don't play him off like an idiot all the time, but they kind of do. So He's just kind of there to be yeah, muscle. Yeah, weird. Exactly. That's really what it is. Um, but he has a very beautiful bone structure. I don't know. Um, it's, um, it's, um, what's that guy's name? Oh, my God. Um, is he famous? Yeah. <gasps> I can't remember his name. It's, um, you know, <laughs> where are you? Charles Bronson. Oh, shit. You're so right. It's Charles Bronson. Anyway, Igor takes him inside. And yeah, and it's the professor. And he just looks exactly the same. Yeah, he's just in a wheelchair. And he, like, he can use his hands. But he can't, like, I think he has, like, significant nerve damage. And, like, he just can't move his hands the way he used to. So he can't sculpt like he could. Yeah, he doesn't have, like, the same control. Um, but I, w- I was, like, so confused. Like, are we supposed to believe that the killer is not Vincent Price? Because I couldn't figure right. out in my head how he could be both people. No, exactly. And, and how could he, you know? And I don't remember when it hit me, but I'm going to save it. Because I did figure it out, and I'm very proud of myself. Because yeah. I never figure things out when we yeah. watch movies. Um, it's And I, I do enjoy just, like, being surprised. Right. You know? It's fun. Um, but it's, it's fun once in a while to be like, aha, I got it. So, basically, Vincent Price is going to be revamping his exhibition and this time he's like full like there needs to be crimes of violence reproduced in wax like we're going full spectacle and i'm like hmm interesting you've had a change of heart exactly um oh because he says i can no longer create beauty so now he must create spectacle right and the idea that like there's something because he can't do it with his own hands like Mm -hmm. he's very hands-on when he guides his pupils right um, and he's really directing them in like every little thing they, but they credit him as like the real mastermind behind the yeah. sculptures. And I was like, he didn't make them though. Like I understand, you know, but it's interesting how it's like, Oh, it's like, you know how like everything from a, like a, a ho- like a fashion house isn't designed by the head designer, right. you know, yeah. but it all gets like advertised as like, you know, Gucci or whatever. I guess yeah. that's different now. Cause there's not like one father son and house of gucci okay um anyway he has this really good line he's like i want people to walk into the street and like tell their friends how wonderful it is to be scared to death and i was like yes yeah that's what i do every day of my fucking life <laughs> literally and he also says he wants to like recreate like 
recent crimes while they're still fresh in the mind of the public. Yes. Which is like such a thing. And I was also just reading on like like a BuzzFeed article about like true crime. and how, I was like, going to say very true crime junkie of him. Very like yeah. armchair detective of him. Yeah. Of like I want to like recreate and experience this thing with like no forethought or no care for like the people it affected, you know? It's very like the specific type of YouTuber who would be like, I'm channeling Gabby Petito and this is where she is. Like, it's that kind of thing. And like, not to be like this, but like Logan Paul in the suicide forest. Yes. Very Logan Paul. The whole thing of like, I am exploiting, like I'm exploiting like people's like trauma for, you know, for money, for clout, for whatever. And, and it's the thing of like, like with the movie funny games where it's like, and you're sick for wanting to watch this. I hate funny games because I decided to write about it because we had to write about like, like foreign filmmakers and like, like cultural context and stuff. And I was like, oh, well, I've already seen other Haneke films. I'll write about funny games. And I, I don't think I've ever regretted anything more in my life. That's an upsetting movie. There's a great podcast called the Watched Once Never Again podcast. And oh. they do like shit like that. And they have a really good episode on funny games. That's excellent. Yeah. That's the thing though. Like this is like, this definitely implicates the audience in a way that is interesting and like, but it doesn't feel so hateful. Right. Cause that's like, like when you watch funny games, you feel like shit when you leave that movie, yeah. you know? And you're supposed to. Hanukkah was like, if you sit yeah. through the whole movie, fuck you. I was like, fuck you for making it. Are you <laughs> exactly, kidding? Exactly. You can't say that to me. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I had to get my funny games anger out. No, <laughs> you have to. Because also I had to keep recording this one clip that I was really upset having to do. And it kept not recording correctly. So I had to do it over and over again. That's like, that's a movie that I watched with like my best friend in like middle school. We watched it <gasps> during a sleepover. Oh, I would never be okay. And I've again. never watched it again, but like, I feel like I remember it really vividly. I bet you do. I bet you do. <laughs> oh my God. Middle school. I would have never recovered. I, and I'm trying to remember. I don't even remember if it was the remake or the original. Right. The same movie, just with different people. Yeah. I don't remember which one it was, but I just remember the scene after the child dies. Yeah. And just, like, sitting in silence. I've never felt like that before. Yeah. Oh, my Ooh, God. I love cinema. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Vincent Price takes Wallace down to his little basement to show him his sculptures. And he shows him his pupil. Like He's like, we're going to dip a body in wax. And Wallace is like, huh? And he's like, oh, oh <laughs> a fake body, of course. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, it's made of plaster. And, like, it does look like it, but you never know what's in there. It's also, it's giving very Willy Wonka, just, like, a vat of pink goo. (laughs) Yes, no, literally. I was like, oh, the skin bath, which is not what it is, you know, but it's so disgusting. It's, like, gloopy and, like... It's, like, gurgling and test tubes and beakers and stuff. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's like, oh, well, like, there's something... I called it the skin shower um, onto, like, the plaster body because it's, oh, it helps it, like, distribute evenly and like we make everything, like we make so the hands funny. and the feet separate. It's so interesting. You're gonna freak out when we watch the other House of Wax. <gasps> oh no! So Wallace is there and he's watching the skin shower happen. And I thought it was gonna be way worse than it was. It, it's just sort of like, oh, that's plastic, or it's wax. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, that's plastic. I'm stupid. House of plastic. House of plastic. House of Gucci. Um, truly, the father, son, and house of plastic. <laughs> But okay, so he shows Wallace, he's like, oh, I have another one of, like, a recent crime, and yeah. he shows him the body 
uh, the body. I mean, it's literally, it's the body of, yeah. of Matthew. He like opens this door body. and the actor is just standing there with his eyes closed. Like, it's so <laughs> funny. And the body falls over. I'm like, if that was wax, wouldn't it break? <laughs> the body falls down and Vincent Price goes, he hanged himself in an elevator shaft. And then the screen goes dark and it says intermission. Like, what the li- fuck? <laughs> My notes just say, be fucking serious. <laughs> No, because I was just watching Love Island. Um, they'll like you can like the editing isn't amazing. Like they'll just fade out sometimes in the like, yes. mid sentence on the Islanders, and that's what this was like. Literally, I was like, do we not have like do we not leave enough like tape rolling in yeah, the camera? Yeah. Like we had to cut to intermission. But then when we come back from intermission, oh, what the man. fuck do we see, Tara? Uh oh, bitch! It's House of Wax. It's the House of Wax, and there's like a carnival barker outside. Yeah, literally playing with paddle balls. And this was the first time I was like, "Was this movie in 3D?" Like I had yeah, no yeah, idea yeah. until right now, because he just has two paddle balls that he is violently batting at the screen. It is hysterical. The only other 3D moment I noticed, I forgot about this, is during the fire. Uh, Matthew throws something at Vincent Price, but it goes past him and it hits the camera. Oh, I missed that. But I thought maybe that was just like an accident, you know? But it's so funny because he's hitting this ball and just like screaming, see the chamber of horrors. It's so funny. And then like when I realized it was that gimmick, I got so annoyed and so (laughs) fed up so quick. Because then they like instantly break the fourth wall. Like he looks into the camera and he's like, who's that gentleman with a bag of popcorn? Open up. Like he's like... Like, they're really going for it. But then I was thinking, logistically, I guess, like, people are coming back to their seats, like, from the bathroom or whatever. Like, they don't want any of the plot to happen while people are getting settled. (gasps) Riley, you're a genius. I was like, why the fuck? Because it goes on for, like, a really long time. And I was like, what is going on? I was like, I guess people needed time to get back to their seats. And also, like, this was, like... Er, way earlier on in 3D movies. I mean, like, there were, like, phantasmagorias and whatever, but that's the Phantom of the Opera's second job. Oh, yeah. There's also a really funny moment, though, where they're like, come look at Little Egypt, which I'm not unpacking all that, but it's a wax sculpture who's like, Stuff of that ilk. (laughs) But she's, like, moving. You know, they're like, is she real or is she wax? And I'm like, well, she's wax on, like, a conveyor belt, but it's very good. It is good. Um, And a woman comes over and she's like, I could do that if I took off all my skirts. And her friend is like, don't be a whore. (laughs) Those three women are having the time of their lives. Literally. But they're also so fucking terrified of this wax museum. They are losing their shit. Like, Vincent Price is giving his little tour of historical horrors. And, like, they are so scared. One of them fucking faints. She's so scared. She faints, like, at least twice doesn't she she faints a couple times but also like understandably so because he's like and this is somebody who got murdered by their husband and here's another person who got murdered by their husband (laughs) oh but also it's interesting because he's like he says about matthew he's like wow that looks exactly like the picture i saw on the paper like when that guy died and Mm -hmm. he's like oh well it's not from his death mask it's like from memory but then the like he says a bunch of the faces in um in the museum are indeed created from death masks that like he got access to from the European government or something. I checked out. I'm going to be really honest. It's that's so fair, but he's like, that's what Anne Boleyn really looked like. I put wax on her head, you know, like, whoa. Also, they make a small penis joke. I was thrilled. Oh, do they? Oh yeah. Cause one of them is like a woman comes home and then she kills her husband in the bathtub. And he's like, and the man was very embarrassed. So the women go over and like peek into the tub and they're like, oh, that's funny. So absolutely hats off to this movie for including Vincent Price making a tiny dick joke. We love to see it. We do. But then they get to Matthew and he's like, 
who's this guy? <laughs> I wonder if his former business partner <laughs> killed him or anything. Hmm. I wonder if his former business partner was sexy. Who said that? Literally, it's so goddamn funny. And like, I realized logistically for him to be like, this guy was definitely just definitely just hanged himself it's wiser to be like i don't know it could be anything crazy yeah but like the way he was like "Ooh, was he murdered it's like yeah by you (laughs) he's like anyone want to ask me about the murder i did he's so desperate to talk about it exactly it's so fucking funny um but also notably sue and scott are there because scott is like a sculptor it would seem yeah that's new information to me but alas they're here looking at the wax figures and they see a Joan of Arc figure that Sue is very struck by because it looks exactly like Kathy. And like straight up immediately, she's like, that's Kathy. She's like, that is yeah. Kathy's face. Kathy's in there. <laughs> this did get my goat because how could they, how could he embalm these people so perfectly? How could he do that? Know. Every time I've ever seen somebody embalmed, they have looked crazy. Yeah. Which, like, obviously, it's a hard job, but, like, he's really I don't good know. at it. He's really good at it. But it's so interesting because, like, she's so transfixed and, like, it's so fresh in the loss, and I just was really fascinated by that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but also, notably, she, like, climbs up onto the structure <laughs> and, like, is, like, like almost, like, touching her face. And no one says anything. Vincent Price is like, oh, you're really up there, huh? And she's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. But, like, no one says anything. No, not a word like oh my god when he comes over and he's like there's a very easy explanation for that yeah he's like well you see i saw her picture in the newspaper after she was murdered and had to make her my joan of arc and everyone's like oh of course except fucking sue she's like no that's kathy in there like literally she never gives it up for a second i love that about her but also oh my god it's this like really manipulative interesting thing like he's such a good villain because like it's like the whole thing of like, oh, let me tell you my grand plan. But like, it's it's like Dracula, how Dracula always has a perfect explanation, even if like yeah. it's kind of bullshit where he's like, oh, mirrors are illegal in Romania or whatever. That's, I was just laughing because I looked down at my notes and it just says Vincent Price sexy. You're correct. <laughs> That's, That's how he gets away with it. That's he's so hot. how he gets away with it. Um, is that he's all like, you know, like enchanting and everything. But he's like, oh, do you think she'd mind? And she's like, no, she wouldn't. She'd probably actually have loved it. Like, yeah. for her likeness to be immortalized in this beautiful way because she was so, so theatrical and she liked to dress up. And, like, that manipulative, yeah. like, thing of, like, well, since she's on to me, I'm going to make her see it as a good thing, you know? And then he pivots straight to compliments. He's like, you know, and you would be the most perfect Marie Antoinette. He's like, you have to, like, come back here sometime so I can study your face and make you mm-hmm. my model. But she's she's still pretty sus, I would say. I think so, yeah. Because um, it's, like, a very alarming, scary thing. But also, like, he's so, like, genteel about it. Like, you know, like, it's it doesn't come off as slimy. Like, you know yeah. it is, but, like, it reads as, like, very earnest. And, like, honestly, it reads as him, like, recapturing, like, the loss of his wife, yeah. you know, which like we've had that happen. With, yes, we um, have. What was that fucking movie? That yeah, that incest what was that movie? movie, the Black Cat, Binders Full of Women. Was it? Oh yeah, it was the Black Cat. You're so right, right. But it read is so like gross and like scrunkly and nasty. And this was just like it seems like this very earnest, beautiful thing. Maybe I was taken a little in by Vincent Price, but I liked that. And like he's talking about Marie Antoinette, and there's like this soft violin music playing, yeah. you know. Like, they really romanticize it, which I think is so effective and smart. 
when he's so charming that even Scott's like, I need to work for this man. Like, yeah. we're going to be coming back, which just, like, adds a reason for them to keep returning to the wax museum. Exactly. Now, the lady who fainted about the wax figures faints about the paddle ball. Yeah. Like, she gets so scared why. of the paddle ball that she passes out. <laughs> Is that... Um, and I was like, oh, no more of this guy. But then the paddle ball guy does the thing where he makes it disappear into his mouth. And I was like, okay. That's <laughs> he, like, has a mouthful of three paddle balls. It's it insane. so wild. I was like, you know what? I'll allow that. That made me giggle. So the next thing we see is the killer lurking in the dark, like, on a rooftop, maybe? He's high up somewhere. Yeah. Um, but we see Sue getting ready for bed. And this was a baffling decision to me. Her windows are closed. She opens the window, she looks out the window, leaves the window open, turns off the lights, and gets into bed. I'm like, why would you open the window to go to bed? Like, days after your best friend was murdered. Right, like, I get, like, maybe you want to, like, let some air in, but why, like, were they not already open then? Like, why would you, like, screenless, wide-open window, perfect idea. He's like, ah, excellent. And just, like, starts to clamber into the window, of course. Also, her braid is so long. Like, they all wear their hair up. She was the How is her hair, hair that long? Where did all that hair go? Crazy. But I wrote, don't climb into her window and creep on her like that. I can't defend you on that one. He does. And she yeah. wakes up, sees him, and screams. And he runs off. He, like, doesn't. He's yeah. like, oh, shit. And runs out of the room. Scott's mom comes in to see what's going on. And she convinces herself that she was just dreaming. She's like, oh, it must have been mm-hmm. a nightmare. Um, and now we're at a music hall and there's can can dancers you're so right again like the tone shifts are just so like wow now look over here and you're like whoa um but again i was like again it's like we're 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 at this spectacle that is already a spectacle in that it is this like dramatic horror movie and then there's another spectacle shoved in there yeah like it's 3d we're getting shit thrown in our faces and also now we're at a can can hall yep we see that scott and sue are like on a date there it's so funny. And he's like a sarsaparilla for the lady. And I was like, if I had a dollar for every time I fucking heard that. <laughs> a <laughs> lager know? for the gentleman and a sarsaparilla for the lady. I was like, let her have a beer. She's had a hard week. Yeah. But she's like, um, so do nice people come here? And he's like, yeah. Is it supposed to be like a den of debauchery or something? I thought that was the impression I got. It's so funny. Is that like, because it's like this, like, you know, but it's, I don't know. There's something so interesting to me about it because it's like, I feel like this is, like, the precursor to, like, peep shows and stuff, which, like, yeah. obviously existed back then. Like, porn did not exist because of the Hayes Code, but, like, right. it really felt like, oh, you went through a trauma, let's watch some porn. <laughs> uh-huh. Which, like, no, it's dancing and stuff. I'm being, like, I'm being a little dramatic, but it just made me laugh. Because, like, not to be like this, but, like, it seems that she is a straight woman. Why is she, what, you know? And, like, it's dancing. It's great. It's cute. But the whole thing is so you can stare at, like, butt and legs. Yeah. And she says something so cute. What does she say? She's like, I don't know. It seems a little improper. All these girls showing off their talent. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. Um, But he's like, oh, you deserve to like have a good time and relax. And I'm like, this is not relaxing for her. Like, (laughs) yeah, you know, but yeah, he's like, oh, like this will bring you back to normalcy. So weird. But then also the idea of there's something normal about um, like experiencing spectacle and engaging with that, you know? Yeah. There were also so many, there were so many, like, upskirt shots of these Yeah, women. it was a lot of can-can dancing. And a lot of, so like, funny. the camera just showing us can-can dancing. I was yeah. like, okay, we can go to the yeah. next scene. I yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, they have this conversation at the can-can hall. 
she's like, I noticed something really weird about the Joan of Arc statue because I kept climbing up onto the like right. the structure to look at it, and um, her right ear is pierced, and like that was something that um, that Kathy did. She like only pierced her right ear because she like just wearing one earring, like weird detail but like go off that's fine like i'll take it you know yeah and she's like what would be the reason for joan of arc to only have one ear pierced and like also that's something that you wouldn't be able to see from the newspaper pictures that vincent price said he was going off of so she's like that's kathy in there the kathy is too much like kathy (laughs) and the boyfriend is like you're being hysterical now look at some cheeks yeah but they do ultimately end up going to the police to share her, I was going to say findings, but I guess it's more like misgivings or just like her hunch. Uh, they bring this to the police. They basically, she just explains like it, he couldn't have known um, about the ear piercing just from the photos. Like this seems really odd and it's just the one ear and like that doesn't make sense. And the head cop Brennan is like, yeah, that's weird. Like I get what you're saying. But like, oh, they're really high quality photographs or something. Or like, they're like, he, they came in and he looked at like her autopsy pictures or yeah. something. But he's like, he's like, I'll look into it. You know, like he's kind of noncommittal, but he doesn't like totally blow her but off. But they do though. Because then once Sue yeah. and Scott leave, like they call to check up on his employees and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, let's like run a, I guess a background check on this guy. Oh, and Sue has a big girl boss moment where she just goes back to the museum like by herself and is like all right well i'm gonna figure this shit out because that's what's so interesting the cops don't act like they take her seriously but they kind of do which yeah is but then once she leaves they do yeah it's so funny it's like we can't let a woman know we take her seriously but then she's still investigating of her own accord and climbing up the statue again uh when she's <laughs> like conf- again nobody says anything <laughs> well this time she is confronted by vincent price you're so right. Although he doesn't seem to be mad at her at all. He just wants to show her like a replica of her head that he made. Yeah. He's like, Leon has something in the box. I think you'll like it's your decapitated head. I'm like, oh, actually, I don't like. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah. Weird gift. But it's not something that he sculpted. He like encased it in wax, but it's a bust of her that Scott had been working on. Mm. And She's, like, very alarmed to see her wax head, as she should be. But he's like, yeah, it's nice, but, like, it's not as nice as it should be. Like, what Mr. Andrews does is try to improve upon nature. For my Marie Antoinette, I need you. Nothing less will satisfy me. Yep. Oh, God. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, then there's this one little inner cut scene of the cops, like, becoming more suspicious of Vincent Price because they recognize... Leon, who is one of his like pupils, minions, whatever you want to call them, they recognize him because he has like a criminal record and has been arrested before. And they're like, we know that guy. Yeah. And it's like, he has a really thick beard. And he's like, if he didn't have that beard, I would know for sure. Yeah. And they also say that John Wilkes Booth looks like this missing police deputy Patterson that was mentioned earlier as one of the, like one of the bodies that went missing. And so they're like, hmm. (laughs) So then Sue's back at the House of Wax, if you can believe it. <laughs> Literally. It's after hours, and she's supposed to be meeting Scott there. But weirdly, he isn't there. He's been sent to run some errands. How convenient. And also, he's mentioned to um, to Vincent Price that it's like her, they're going to go to like her birthday dinner. It's her birthday? I'm Yes. Oh, my God. He's like, oh, we're going to, like, clankety clanks or some shit. That sucks. <laughs> and he's like, mm, interesting. Go go buy me some silk flowers. And he's like, okay. 
put she's doing her favorite activity again tara (laughs) yes she is climbing up on top of joan of arc but this time she's like "Mm, let me let me check some shit out let me touch it (laughs) yeah she's like touching her like her its face you know but she um like pulls back the statue's like wig basically and underneath it is kathy's naturally blonde hair and she's like okay it's kathy like it's fucking kathy also the cops like it's not super important but the cops go to leon's house and this actually made me really sad this is just like a very like like unforgiving upsetting like picture of addiction so like i don't know heads up for that but they basically like they're in his house and they're like looking through his shit and they find um, this this missing guy, this missing police deputy, I think. They find a golden watch that he had, like a gold watch. And they're like, why would he have something so fancy? And on the back, it's monogrammed, like, for Patterson. They're like, they're like, we're going to arrest you. And he's like, no, please. Like, I'm sick. Like, And they're saying he like is so addicted, he gets the shakes if he doesn't drink. And he's like, can't you see I'm sick? And they're like, well, you're not getting a drop until you fucking tell us what's going on. It's so sad. Like, it's so sad. That's, I think, in the book or like original story or whatever this was based on mm-hmm. that character was a heroin addict but they you can't oh, wow. like mention yeah, drugs in movies of this era no so like but Holy he can be shit. an alcoholic that's fine <laughs> yeah exactly like um, what's the delineation here come it's on it's like so upsetting and like later they're like questioning him i think for like more specific information and like they're like pouring alcohol into a cup and like kind of like taunting him with it. it it just made me really sad it's so brief and they're just sort of like where's professor jared and he's like fine fine i'll tell you because he like needs the drink but i was like oh this makes me really upset yeah um it was like interesting because they approached it in a way that felt honest and it didn't necessarily but it also was kind of like it's your fault for being addicted like damn you and i'm like i don't like that like you know he's like a bad guy it made me sad yeah anyway not super important but i wanted to mention it because i like to be a bummer (laughs) also at this point 16 minutes left to the movie yeah, we got to pedal to the metal here. There's a lot of ground to cover in a Absolutely brief amount of time. Crazy. So Sue clambers down from the statue or from the Kathy. <laughs> yeah. And she finds Igor is behind her. And she's like, ah, shoot. But then Vincent Price is in front of her. And she's like, oh, double shoot. Vincent Price stands up out of his wheelchair, revealing that he can walk and starts like chasing her. She's getting like sandwiched in between the two guys, basically. And so it's like, what will she do? So she starts like hitting vincent price in the face and she like clocks him in the cheek once and the wax mask that has been his face the whole time just like cracks and reveals the killer face underneath it face crack of the century this was pretty good this got me this was scary it was awesome it was so awesome she immediately faints by the way yeah and he's like grabbing her and he's like you will be mine and whatever he's saying scary shit He's going to dunk her in some wax, dude. He is. Basically, the cops are interrogating Averill. Um, and he admits that Patterson was only murdered because he looked so much like John Wilkes Booth. Yep. So he confesses and the cops like, all right, yeah. let's go. And they all pile out and <laughs> head to the House of Wax. And we see the skin tub again. Boy, do we. Um, and this is so interesting. Like, this is another thing of the spectacle. It's like this weird, like, I, I don't think I'm wrong. This was very sexual. No? Because Sue is naked and, like, in yeah. shackles, strapped down to this board. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It's just, like, they zoom in a lot on, like, her hands cuffed up and her feet cuffed up. And, like, 
her and face so, like, like her, writhing around it's like her glistening chest you know yeah yeah it's like her like decolletage or whatever yeah. like it's like you just like barely covering her breasts and like not to be like this but they'll cut away and she's like struggling and trying to get free but she's like ah and it was like mm, yeah i feel like i see what we're doing here you know what i mean yeah but also like that does make sense like this is supposed to be like exciting and scandalous and everything so like yeah and like also like i don't know horror movies often are like a lot more frank about sexuality i feel like because it's like already we're already doing the taboos you know yeah so i think it's interesting also igor's main thing is like anytime anyone shows up he just stands in front of the door so they can't leave (laughs) right because at this point scott comes in and he's stopped by igor he's like hey Igor, what's up but then he hears Sue screaming, and so they engage in fisticuffs. That's the rest of this movie. It's just a lot of fisticuffs. Literally. It's just, like, two men and or multiple men just, like, tackling each other over, yeah. the, like, over the displays. Men fighting, Sue screaming. They're about to, like, dunk her in some wax. She's, like, clawing at the walls now. Yes. She can't really move her hands, but she's just, Ugh. like, clawing at shit. And then Igor puts Scott in a guillotine. Yeah! <laughs> it's wild because of course there's a guillotine (laughs) he's in a guillotine which we're speaking of like how fucking dangerous sets were that was a real guillotine you're fucking kidding they just had an actor in a guillotine why did it have to be real i hate it here why did it have to be real and the actor was like i don't want to do that the director was like god damn it i wonder if that's why because igor takes like a lot of care to put the wooden thing (laughs) And I was like, I wonder if that's because it like that would have stopped it, you know? I mean, we probably wouldn't. Real but... guillotine. I think they like conceded and dulled the blade down a bit, but I'm like, why does it have to be real? Why at is that all? a concession? Yeah. Oh my god, just funny, funny movie, but not funny. Ha ha, funny, <laughs> weird. God, and there's also like it's cutting in between the guillotine moment and um, Vincent Price is like going to like like paralyze sue like he's basically like is gonna knock her out but the way he says it is like so deeply chilling Mm -hmm. he says there is a pain beyond pain that shocks the mind into instant oblivion Woohoo! can you imagine no like being strapped down naked and this man is like i love you here's what i'm gonna (laughs) do right now but it's again it's like so phantom of like no one else can have you i have to fucking kill you basically i know that's not exactly quite right but and then he's like, we'll find immortality together. They'll remember me through you. It was like, oh, so scary. And then, and then almost, and then uh, Scott almost gets guillotined. <laughs> yeah. Like very narrowly missed because the yeah. cops ultimately do show up. And then Igor is distracted because he has to engage in fisticuffs again. <laughs> and so everyone's just like fighting. It's literally like, put him up, put him up. Yeah. They get into the basement room and they're fighting with Vincent Price and they knock him into the vat of wax. I had to rewind it like three times because it happened so nonchalantly. Yeah. I was like, was that, did he just, is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> And, like, right in the nick of time, one of the cops just manages to pull her out of the way before, like, the wax mechanism, like, overflows and explodes. And, like, he, like, takes off his jacket and covers her up because she's fucking naked. She's nude. And, like, that made me feel better, you know? I was like, aw. So then, like, literally the instant after that happens, we're in a new scene. Some time has passed. I don't know how much time. Don't ask me. 
they're just like at the precinct and like the wax head is just sitting on a desk and one of the cops fucking goes you almost lost your head there miss allen would you like to keep this one um Everyone is just laughing and having a great time. It's so bizarre. It's insane. Like, what the fuck is going on? There's joking about it. And she's like, thanks for putting that coat on me. And the cop's like laughing. He's like, well, I didn't want you to catch a cold. And then one of the cops sneezes. And then the yeah. movie is over. Literally. It's like, yeah, that, 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 that. I was so confused. Like, maybe I just don't understand humor of a different era, but. What I think that scene was trying to establish is that Brennan took credit for Jim Shane putting the coat over her. And like, that's why he had a cold because he didn't have his coat. You want me to tell the two cops apart in this movie? (laughs) Are you serious? And then also they have another wax head and I think it's. There's, like, some mention very briefly that Igor only can sculpt his own head. And, like, <laughs> there's one criminal that he looks like, so it, That's like, so works funny. out. And so he has, like, this Igor head, I think. And he's like, by the time that guy gets out of Sing Sing, this head will grow a long beard. Yes. Do-do-do. I was like, what? Excuse me? And what? Like, wah, 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 the end. Like, I under... What? Like, like yeah the men who did this are dead or going to be in jail for a long time but like is that a satisfying conclusion to us are we supposed to it just be matter. okay with that it doesn't matter because the movie's over literally uh like, okay final Holy thoughts shit. i did love this movie the end is just silly oh yeah i liked it a lot i liked the vibe it was very Excellent. like charming and scary and fun yes. I just liked it so much. The characters are really good. Yeah, it's like a good story and it's good characters. It's fun. There's- and like the relationships make a lot of sense. Like even the little thing with like Scott, like it's not like she stumbles into a random man's house and he's like, I'll save you. It's like they're childhood friends. Like there's just little, there's little nice little, I don't know. It's just good. I just liked it. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Movie. Tara, what do you think the Bravo TV network chose as the 57th scariest movie moment of all time? I feel like it has to be the face crack. It's the face crack. Let's go. And, like, that was scary. Like, I feel yeah. like a lot of the times when we watch older movies or movies of this decade or earlier, yeah. I don't find them really scary. But, like, that was scary to me. Yeah, I like to watch this man's face break apart and then another face, which is, like, you know. It got me. Yeah. And also, like, I'm, like, in my head, I'm, like, I don't want to be offensive to, like, burn victims. But also, this is not what a real burn victim would look like. Yeah, that's the <laughs> like, thing. No human could look like, like that. <laughs> literally. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just good, man. It is really good. Although, it seems like in this segment of the special that, like, nobody really watched this movie because there's nobody hey. there to talk about it. There's... But there is Keiko Ajina from Gilmore Girls. She played Lane. Ah, and yes. she is, like so excited about this movie and like explaining everything about the movie i love her she like loves this scene and she specifically says like limp-wristed women like pummeling at a man like she says how much she thinks that's like so funny in old movies or movies of this era no she's so right but like that's really it it's just like her explaining the movie and explaining the scene (laughs) fuck yeah i love her and she's like so excited she should be she's so cool what the fuck I like her. Everyone knows her from Gilmore Girls, but I know her from Prodigal Son. She plays oh. like this very nerdy little um, like lab tech. I love her. She's just really fun. Is that your scariest moment? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I can't think of anything else that was scarier. No, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Watching the wax figures melt was kind of creepy, though. Like the opening scene? Yeah, yeah. That was, the that was pretty scary. Out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, Riley. Hi, Tara. What movie are we watching next week? Do you know? Have you looked ahead? I don't. (gasps) I'm really excited. Next week, we're watching a movie directed by... This man's name is French, so I'm probably going to fuck it up. You might know better than me, Tara. Directed by Barbet Choder, I think is Mm. how you say his name. Sounds right. From the year 1992, called Single White Female. Get the fuck out. I oh my God. love Single White Female. I've never seen it. I'm so oh, excited. I love this movie. I think it's so fascinating. I feel like most people, because like to single white female someone has become like yeah. slang. But if you don't know, this movie's about about uh, two women who are roommates and they were roommates. Oh my God. And uh, one of them becomes very unhealthily attached to the other and starts to kind of behave like her and look like her and kind of try to take over her life. I love this movie. I will probably plug an article that I wrote for uh, Screen Queens about this movie that I was really proud of uh, because I like this movie a lot. I think there's a lot to talk about in it and I'm really excited for us to talk about it. Well, see, the thing is my, like, strongest association with Single White Female is The Roommate, which is, like, a blatant remake of Single White Female where Leighton Meester screams, I just want to be like you. And I'll never forget that. I just watched that movie, like, three days ago. I just watched it for the first time. How was it? It's, like, not good. (laughs) (laughs) Good. It's, like, objectively really harmful and, like, homophobic and, like, so, like, unkind to people with mental illnesses. Oh, I love that. But, like, (laughs) all that aside, (laughs) it's really fun. (laughs) This movie came out in 2011. I remember it being so much longer ago. That's so weird. It's, like, so very of its time. Yes. The soundtrack. Oh, my God. Oh, I bet it's fucking lit. (laughs) That we that's another double feature we have to do is single white female and the roommate. I'm I'm very down. Cause and especially I don't think I'm like, doing anything next week. Watching the roommate and like knowing about single white female, I was like, oh, that's just like in the thing because they're the I, they're not the same movie at all. I shouldn't say <laughs> that, but <laughs> no, but it's like a very obvious yeah. Take. It's like a remake kind of yeah. So if you're watching along with us, go ahead and watch single white female. Do it. Um. Oh, I'm so excited. And if you don't feel like watching Single White Female, you can check us out. Even if you do. These are not mutually exclusive. (laughs) Yeah, please do both. Why not? Check out our social medias for the podcast at Fright Your Life on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to follow our individual Twitters, mine is at Tara Elwood and Riley's is at Riley Cassidy one. The digit, not the word. And join us next week as we try to give you the The fright fright of of your your life. life. Woo.